This is one of those topics that has Anakin and Obi-Wan fans rivaling against one another. I think it's time we dive into this one and truly see who was stronger, at least to the best of our ability. Welcome to this episode of Star Wars Theory. Are you a Skywalker or perhaps you're a Kenobi? Maybe both, but you just are curious to know who really had more strength on Mustafar. If Obi-Wan didn't get the high ground, and if the fight ensued on level land, without geological extrinsic factors giving the advantage to one over the other, then who not necessarily would have won, but rather, who was more powerful? Let our video begin. It is evident that at this point, both were easily the two most skilled fighters in the galaxy after Yoda and Sidious. Obi-Wan's defensive Form 3 fighting style allowed him to essentially outlast his opponent, waiting until he began making mistakes due to frustration or fatigue, before taking advantage of these errors and countering attacks. While Anakin used a much more aggressive Form 5 style of combat, which was characterized by power attacks and defense immediately followed by Counter-Strike, the two were evenly matched from a physical standpoint. Anakin was hindered by his overconfidence in his new abilities to the dark side, while Obi-Wan hesitated on his lingering care for his former Padawan. Their powers in terms of the Force, however, were on a different spectrum than their fighting styles. Anakin was undoubtedly noted to have the strongest attunement to the Force, essentially being conceived by the Force itself. He had surpassed Yoda's midichlorian count, if we refer to episode 1, at the mere age of 9. Now, what does this mean? Could he beat Yoda? Absolutely not. What it did mean, however, was that his potential for the cap on his maximum power was higher than Yoda's and any Jedi or Sith for that matter. As Lucas stated in an old Vanity Fair magazine, that Anakin was 80% as strong as the Emperor in episode 5 or should I say Darth Vader, and this is solely due to his prosthetics having severed his full ties to the Force. In Revenge of the Sith, the newly tuned Anakin still had limbs. However, he was like that cocky young kid that just inherited a lot of money and thinks he can own the world now, not knowing the consequences of blowing everything away. That's what happened to Anakin. Now if we look at things from a Force versus Force level, it's easy to see that Anakin was by far more powerful, naturally. However, more experienced, he was not. They later displayed their mastery of force push, as neither of them were able to overpower the other while simultaneously using the ability. The two forces pushed against the other with no budge, until the energy exploded and sent them both flying in opposite directions of the room. The fact that Vader's connection to the force, at this time, was stronger than any other force user in the galaxy, further demonstrates Kenobi's mastery of the technique. Obi-Wan was capable of other telekinetic feats and could use the force to increase his body's endurance and agility. So maybe he didn't have Anakin's natural speed. He could however amplify his own speed to such an extent that he could literally disappear from sight in a blur, either to avoid tax or to strike first. One thing that always had me thinking was that Kenobi jumped a massive distance in The Phantom Menace with his fight against Maul, and we can definitely agree that Anakin in Revenge of the Sith was stronger than the young Obi-Wan in The Phantom Menace. So, the jump that Anakin made to the high ground riverbank seems a bit illogical if we think about it like that. He could have easily landed a few meters further away, but then again, he was cocky. That accounts for everything. I believe these examples really make you understand the difference between having power and having controlled power. Anakin was like a sawed-off shotgun, unbelievably powerful. He could blow a hole in you a foot wide, if it hit you. However, Obi-Wan was perhaps less powerful with the Force, but he was able to control that power, more like a sniper rifle, focusing all of his energy, no matter how big or small, onto one target 
and executing it to the best of his ability. Random fact, Obi-Wan was actually less attuned to the Force than other Force sensitives were. This gives insight to how much he actually trained. Now, if Anakin would have only just waited until the floating robot he was standing on traveled a little down the river of lava so that he'd be level with Obi-Wan and then attacked him, the outcome would have been much different. His downfall was ultimately his immense power as it crippled him to think that he was invincible. And the moment you think you can't be beaten, someone beats you. If you're not thinking about the possibilities of what would happen, if someone did this move or that move, then you don't focus on what you should do and end up dead. Or in Anakin's case, sliced in pieces. Let's travel back to episode 1. Obi-Wan, in my opinion, briefly turned to the dark side after Qui-Gon's death to leap over Maul and slice him in half. When he said, do not try it, he was referring to Vader to not try his own move on him. Maul did not see it coming, but Obi-Wan clearly did. Vader was trying that move and he was going to slice Obi-Wan in half. He knew Obi-Wan went to the dark side that one time and now fully immersed himself, he felt he could pull it off even better. But his emotions got the better of him. Added that Obi-Wan was in a better position, it ultimately ended in his demise, which was destiny. I wholeheartedly believe that if Anakin was able to keep all of his limbs, he would have overthrown the Emperor soon afterwards, and not have been a slave to the Emperor's bidding. While Anakin's power did not surpass Obi-Wan's experience, I do strongly believe that if they continued to fight on land in an open field, perhaps, that Anakin would have eventually won. His new powers were undoubtedly beyond any of the Jedi. However, his experience and brash cockiness was his only downfall, leading him to the Lava River's banks in more pieces than one, awaiting to be saved by Emperor Palpatine. I'd like to know, are you Team Vader or do you think Obi-Wan was superior? Let me know below. Thanks for watching this episode, everyone. I'm really grateful for your support. We're nearing that 80k subs and it feels pretty good. On to 100 we go. Enjoy your day. I'll see you in tomorrow's episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, may the Force be with you.